0: Welcome to Comically Comics, your one-stop listen to all things comics. We're talking books, movies, TV shows, video games, and more. I must forewarn you, though, we are spoiler cast, and what that means is we consider all properties, past, future, and present to be valid, and we will spoil the hell out of them. I'm your host, Michael, along with my two co-hosts, Richard and Jeremy, and with all that being said, let's get started. All right, it is Sunday, September 10th, and we are back for Bat-Madness. Before we break into the, our, um... Chart or what is it? Was it bracket? bracket? Bracket. That's it. Bracket. Yes. <laughs> we got some uh business to attend to something that I have failed to mention, but we need to say farewell and thank you to Arlene Sorkin. She is the voice of Harley Quinn and like the inspiration for Harley Quinn as well in the animated series. That's where she made her first appearance. Technically, all you Batman Adventures number 12 people out there. Uh so Thank you to her family for allowing her to be able to go out and support her to do this. And thank you, Arlene. We greatly appreciate you and all the effort that you've put into our bat family.
1: Yes, absolutely. I love yeah. I loved her as as Harley Quinn. Anyway. Right?
2: Yeah, and it was cool. For, like I just happened to see that yeah, I think it was on the news. I, I don't know exactly, but kind of giving her like a little bit of a backstory on her and how it like that Harley Quinn came about and everything. I thought that was that was really cool. I never never knew that, so it was it was really neat.
0: Yeah, I know Richard sent like a short or something like that, and I never knew some of that stuff that was being said in that. So it was really cool to see all the kind of backstory oh, yeah. and history on all that.
2: Yeah, that's probably where I saw it.
1: I, I yeah, I was I was thinking that while you were saying it. I just didn't want to say it. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, she's great. Uh, she eventually gets replaced by voice actress. I can't think of her name now. Great. It just fell out of my head. Tara Strong. She's great as well. Um, She's done Harley Quinn for like ever as well. And uh, anyway, it's sad to see her go. Um, There's some cool like Mark Hamill things as well. Talking about working with her. Anyway, it's great.
0: Yep. Um, On to maybe something brighter, but we're not going to actually like dive <laughs> into it. <laughs> But I saw we actually had a teaser, like an hour ago, for Aquaman, and the Lost Kingdom. Oh, really? I haven't seen that yet. <laughs> there'll be a trailer it's come Thursday, which will be last Thursday when y'all hear this. So, yay! <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, it does look pretty cool. But okay, we're not cool. here to talk about that. We're not here to talk about that at all, because um, you know, rest in peace, Blue Beetle. But we are here to continue on with Bat Madness and we have taken the liberty of re-watching and about to review Batman Forever and Batman and Robin that is our next matchup so we will start in chronological order with Batman Forever this is not Michael Keaton anymore, this is Val Kimmer this is Chris O'Donnell as Robin, this is also Tommy Lee Jones as Two-Face and um, Jim Carrey as the Riddler. We also get an appearance of Drew Barrymore in this as well. <laughs> and another actress, Nicole Kidman. Yeah, Nicole Kidman. I forgot about her. Uh, yeah,
1: speaking of Aquaman, she's Aquaman's mother. Uh, <laughs> right, is she really? Yeah, she's Aquaman. Yeah, she's wearing that stupid fish costume. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also
0: Debbie Mazar. She's from Goodfellas and she's also oh, from yeah. Beethoven Second. So <laughs> I just don't think she ever gets any kind of credit, but I remember from Goodfellas for the most part. Yeah. That's funny. I just Beethoven Second, <laughs> the critically
1: like? acclaimed Beethoven Second. <laughs> yes. I remember <laughs> yeah. that one growing up, man. I'm
0: telling you. Anyways, lots of big name actors in this. But the question is, Jeremy, how whelmed are you by it? And does it hold up?
2: Uh, For me, I am just whelmed on this one. Um, it was an okay Batman movie. Um, I, (laughs) I think, uh, Tommy Lee Jones did a better Joker than Jack Nicholson did as Joker. Um, Tommy Lee Jones. Okay, Uh, no, I'm with you. Yeah, like to me, I got like honestly, Two Face in this one gave me more Jokerish vibes. Okay, than what what was in um Batman. So okay. I didn't, but, uh, yeah. And I don't know. There's, There were just some things like that cracked me up in this movie. And like I said, it was just, it was, a uh, just whelmed. And, uh, my wife, she probably puts it as whelmed too. Cause one of her things is Batman is not blonde.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs>
2: Yeah, since that's a major deciding factor, is his color of hair.
0: Well, I mean, to each their own, I guess. So who am I to knock somebody's uh, Batman? But yeah, I, I will, though, probably here in a bit. Um, I'll, I I questioned you as far as you saying Toothpaste because I know a lot of people at one point in time were like, oh, Jim Carrey could have been the Joker, that kind of thing. And so I never thought of Tommy Lee Jones as the Joker, and I actually liked that. Like, I want to say I would have liked that more than him as Two Face. Yeah. But that's pretty cool. Pretty yeah. cool.
2: I said to, to me, his, his just like, it was his, I, I mean, I, the way his character was written and his the way he, he uh, portrayed it, it just, it was very like, had that, and I know Two Face has kind of lost his mind a little bit as well, but I, I still see him being as more of a, obviously being more sound mind than what the Joker is.
0: Okay. Yeah. Got you, got you. All right, so the question is though, does it hold up?
2: Does it hold? Um, yeah, I mean, just as as like I said, just still being whelmed about it. Um, with I think it helps with having some of the big names in there a little bit. So but um, and honestly, I, I like his I like the Batmobile in this one too. I think okay. it's kind of cool, like the the lights or whatever. But I'm I'm a lights kind of guy, so. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, so you think it holds up?
2: Yeah, I mean, like again, still whelmed, but like it's. Yeah. I mean, it's just if you're wanting just an okay movie to have playing in the background or something like that, it's not going to hurt you.
0: <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. got you. All right, Richard, your turn. Uh,
1: I'm like so. My current whelming is I'm whelmed. Back then, I think I was probably pleasantly whelmed because, like, I was a '90s kid. I fucking loved Jim Carrey. Um, watching this, I. Fucking cannot stand both Tommy Lee Jones and Jim Carrey. One of my notes, uh, I've been biting my tongue while Jeremy's been talking about this. Uh, Tommy Lee is just doing a Jim, like Jim Carrey's manic energy in this. And he, they're both just doing the Joker. That's what they're doing. They're doing the Joker. They're just cackling fools in this movie. Uh, Jim Carrey is just pelvic thrusting around in that onesie suit. I, it, It's so obnoxious now watching it. I loved Jim Carrey. I mean, I still, I, I love like Ace Ventura and stuff like that. But this movie, I just could not stand him. yeah, um, yeah I, I'm whelmed. Does it still hold up? I think yes, as far like it's not a great movie. It's an okay movie, but uh, I don't think it like like I don't I, I can't really other than like like uh, Nicole Kidman's Doctor Chase Meridians, like her entire plot line in the movie is she just wants to fuck Batman. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's the only thing that really doesn't really hold up to me. But uh, other than that, yeah, it probably does. And then, like, the Batmobile, I hate this one. I hate the next one even more. I fucking hate this Batmobile. (laughs) It just looks like a... The next one looks worse, I think. But anyway, yeah.
0: This Batmobile or the Tumblr? Oh, the Tumblr, hands down. Really? So you hate it worse?
1: Overall, that is the worst Batmobile. This one, okay, I'll just get into it. This one and the next one, the next one more so, they just look like toys. Like, because that's what they were trying to do, is just sell fucking toys to kids. Yeah. Like this, all this is is a giant infomercial to sell toys for kids. And that's what this Batmobile looks like. I am, am a very purist, so I love the Keaton one and I love the animated series one. I love okay. the design of that. The, the animated series one is my favorite. I love that, like. Yeah, like it's uh, this one has it as well, but it's that super long, like engine bay, and then it's got the like squared off, angular looks to it. I, I-, I just love the way that looks because, like, the Batmobile doesn't need to be like an all-terrain vehicle. It just needs to go through the city's streets. If he needs all-terrain, that's what he has the grappling hook for. He just shoots out of the Batmobile yeah. and and does whatever. <laughs> All right,
0: then. sorry. I know one of them, and I can't remember which one. I tried looking it up, but I remember seeing like a documentary on what it and they were saying that one of them, they couldn't do turns. They could only go so fast. Yeah, that's... Because the wings would, like, break off or something. I want
1: to say that's the Keaton one. Um, Really? really? Yeah, I do. I want to say it was that. It could have been this one, because you do see it it flop, like, the wings flop about. Yeah. Right.
2: (laughs) I I, I particularly remember watching there a couple of scenes where it it showed him bouncing around, and they were, like, it was like trying the Batmobile was trying to take off or something with the way those wings were flapping back there.
0: Yeah, when uh Robin gets in there and takes it yeah. for a joyride, yeah. <laughs> it's like split like, like <laughs> ah. a butt cut, and it's just sitting there, just it's bouncing and it's like flopping. <laughs> yeah. so,
1: real quick, uh, before we get to your whelmed fun fact is the Batmobile was usually driven by stunt drivers, but Chris O'Donnell insisted on driving himself in the joyride scene and he crashed it into a curb and dented the fender. <laughs> that's hilarious.
0: That's funny.
2: Yeah.
0: Another fun fact that I found on Car and Driver was that uh, George Clooney's Batmobile could reach 130 miles per hour. Now, how they got it that fucking fast, I don't know, but... found
2: it falling apart.
0: <laughs> right? Right, without those wings coming off or something. But Why
1: does
2: it need to go that fast? <laughs> I don't know, but
0: that's amazing. <laughs> Yeah, you mean if I could get in a Batmobile and go 130 miles an hour, yes, please.
1: Yeah, it had no windshield, you'd just be eating bugs the entire time. Did not have a one, win- yeah, it did. No, it doesn't.
0: I thought it had a cock. No, it doesn't have a cock. No, it, that's it's why all I open, hate- yeah, yeah. It
1: looks it's it's because it, it's a it's a, it's a toy, it's so you can put your little action <laughs> figure in it unhinged without having to like open a lid and put him in and then shut the lid. That's why I hate it, it's so bad looking. Anyway. I did hate that it's like a one seater. Yes. Yeah. I hated that. So it's like, what is he supposed to do with his criminals when he catches them? Just, oh, he not know, him. Stra- like strap them to the hood. I'm going to pull out my bat, you know, ratcheting belt straps. Like
0: <laughs> <laughs> He, he Spider Mans them. He just leaves them there. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my whelmings. I, for this movie, I was actually pleasantly whelmed, and it's because I, have like dreaded going back and watching these because I don't think I've watched them since they came out originally. <laughs> and Val Kilmer like was actually to me a really good Bruce Wayne and a
1: really good Batman, and I was actually <laughs> pretty surprised at it. And I was like, "Holy shit!" I'm I, I'm just laughing because I've I've been arguing with my wife over this. I have always I've always said between these four, Val Kilmer is the best Batman. Like he between... he really is. <laughs> and my wife is like, absolutely not. And I'm like, he is, though.
0: <laughs> like, put writing aside, and like his actual acting or whatever the case was, like, he actually did a better job and was more convincing than Michael Keaton. Like, and I know that's like blasphemy, but I'm just <laughs> saying, like, I I agree with you. I really think he did do a much better job with the role.
1: Yeah, I, I do too as well.
0: Just consistently, and like his voice as well. Just It just went well. So... <laughs> So yeah, I'm gonna go Pleasant Williams just because just because Keaton, not Keaton, but Kilmer, like won me over. So, and as far as whether it holds up, no, I don't think I don't think this movie holds up at all. I just it's the, the like the graphics and stuff like that are like right there on like PlayStation One level. Yeah, maybe N64, like something along those lines. Like they're just they're right there at that breaking moment of like coolness. Yeah. And so it's just when you get in those when you get in those panning like landscapes and stuff yeah. like that where they like to use it it's very telling now and I'm just like oh that's kind of disappointing. Yeah. We, and then I hate that the first line out of Kilmer's mouth oh, is God, yeah. "I'll get drive through." Yeah. The fuck you will with that thing.
1: <laughs> that's that's Schumacher setting a tone <laughs> for this movie that it is not a Burt this ain't Burton's universe anymore. <laughs> we got jokes in it and I'm fine with jokes, but like that first opening, yeah, is just bad. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you you I, I specifically remember going like, oh, when you're talking about the graphics and stuff, the there's a shot, I wanna say when it's like showing Edward Nigma for the first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it shows like Gotham and it's doing like this swooping sort of camera action. It's all yeah. CGI and it looks like i don't know something from like the car uh, this is a callback and dates me the cartoon reboot yes, <laughs> it yes. Looks like something straight out of that um yeah, yeah it did not look great i i do remember being like ooh that doesn't look good
0: yeah no and that's exactly what i was getting to just old gaming vibes reboot things like that like and it was it was that opening shot where you're about to meet nigma and you're coming into the waterfall that's right below there and you can pan up and stuff like that and move in so cool well
2: so one thing on the I'll, I'll jump in there with is uh so whenever you, you kind of brought it up in yours richard talking about jim carrey and the riddler and my wife loved jim jim carrey she's like this is <laughs> that's just jim carrey that's i mean that's perfect this perfect role for him i'm like okay well that is jim carrey but that's not the riddler kind of thing like that's i mean Yes, Jim Carrey played the Riddler as Jim Carrey, and yes. uh, it was him to a T. And I saw more of Jim Carrey than I ever wanted to see in this movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, I, I I agree. Like, I'm a I'm a fan of Jim Carrey's as well, but I was like, this is not. I don't even know that much about the Riddler, and I just it doesn't mesh well to me.
1: So he is doing, I think, once again, Schumacher like Schumacher is taking the once you know this, it makes these movies a little, like, tolerable, but he's taking Burton's aesthetics, the dark, gothic, art deco, like, world, and then merging it with Adam West 66 Batman. Yes. And once oh. you know that, yes. it all makes sense. And he's, like, the Riddler from West is doing just Joker again, because, like, that's essentially what the Riddler was. Like, he was just another Joker, But, uh, over time, they developed him and made him more of, like, this, um, I'm trying to remember, he's got, like, a, not a God complex, but he, he always, he has to be the smartest person in the room, even though he's not, but he has to be, um, and that's his biggest issue, and I, I wanted to see that, honestly, my note, Michael mentioned it, but I think Jim Carrey would have absolutely been an amazing joker. Because he's he's the kind of build that I like for a Joker. He's that, like, lanky, skinny build. He's kooky and crazy, so he can do kooky and crazy. Um, yeah. But, yeah, as far as Riddler goes, I, I hate it. <laughs> so,
0: my notes, Saren says, the Cable Guy and the Grinch as the Riddler. Because <laughs> that's what I saw the whole time, was the Cable Guy, just yeah. that... I, I want I want Bruce Wayne as my friend, as my buddy, da 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 da, and then and then the Grinch, just his his like that's all I saw. Yeah. So there's that. Um, and I also made a note of like this is like a modern 90s days version, like both of these movies, and the second one more so to me, anyways, of 66 Batman. Like that's that's what this was to me. So, and it's um, like
2: if you ever, I don't know if either one of you ever seen the show the comedians in cars getting coffee it was a jerry seinfeld i've watched it a thing. few
1: times but yeah
2: yeah it's a it was a good little good show but it was literally the title is what the show is about like Je- jerry seinfeld would get one of his cars and then or borrow a car whatever and then you go get a comedian and they would just film them for a day hanging out going to get coffee and stuff like that well jim carrey was one of the guy the comedians on one of the episodes one time and it literally same same person as you see in that movie (laughs) was in that (laughs) was in that show basically.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think going back to like, you know, him playing a good Joker and stuff like that, Richard had made a point to sit there and say that Robin Williams was up for the role for Joker in the Keaton version. And honestly, the more that I've thought about that, the more that I really wanted Like want to see that or wish I had gotten a chance to see that and only because Robin Williams was known for doing like improv like you didn't know what the fuck he was going to do next Mm -hmm. and that's very much along the lines of the Joker like the Joker kind of knows what he's doing or whatever the case is he didn't clue anybody else in on what's going on though and he just fucking does Mm. and so like and there's not a care in the world about it it's just here we go and so that's what, you know what I mean? And so I think that would have gone great because you, I think you would have gotten so many cuts where it was like, that wasn't in the script, but he just did it and we kept it. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And I think that would have made for a really, really good Joker. Yeah, I know. And, absolutely. And it, as far as like, yeah, I, I to to, to kind of go on top of what Richard was saying as far as the Joker, the Joker being, or the, the Riddler being the Joker, it is more like, Yes, he's he's homicidal and stuff like that, but he he's got so much pride in his like knowledge or what he thinks he has as far as knowledge. Joker didn't give a fuck. Yeah, <laughs> Joker didn't care about that shit at all. You know, what I mean? and it's that pride that kind of separates them. Yeah. So because he he like the the Riddler also thinks of himself as like a craftsman you know what i mean yeah. with with his riddles and stuff
1: i also love the uh the i have to mention it cuz it's probably my favorite joke uh not joker riddler uh the arkham once again the arkham games they kind of turn him into jigsaw from saw where he has these like giant death traps and you sort of have to figure out the puzzles to like save people um i think that's a cool take on the riddler that no one's really ever done yeah um, yeah anyway um yeah, I, I mentioned the Robin Williams thing. I just want to let our listeners know because they're probably going like what? I mentioned that off podcast. But, oh, I
0: thought you mentioned it on, no. on the first one.
1: No. Oh, well, damn. Uh, <laughs> no, you're fine. I just wanted to just clue them in on like, what? What the what what the fuck are you talking about? Uh yeah, Robin Williams was one of the ones slated to be the Joker back during the first 1989 uh Batman movie. But yeah. Cool. Some other things that I like before we like actually get into
0: this. So many so many more gadgets. And I loved, oh, yeah. like, I loved all the gadgets they did on this. I just thought, whether they were campy or not, I thought they were cool, and I like, I liked seeing more gadgets. Yeah, something we didn't get with the Keaton films, like at all.
1: Really, was just the the gadgetry. So I enjoyed that. I had that exact same note for the second movie. Honestly, yeah. is I, I was like, <laughs> love the gadgets. Need more gadgets. Need more bad <laughs> gadgets.
0: <laughs> the more the
1: better. Yes.
0: <laughs> Make this a Swiss Army knife. Yes, exactly. I love all the callbacks to like comic books and 66 and stuff like that. Because, like, when we see Jim Carrey as Jim Carrey's Edward Enigma for the first time, you see a lot of like the Frank Gorish, um, if I'm saying his name right. Yeah, I think that's right. Uh, but we see a lot of his like Gorsh. Yeah. <laughs> we see a lot of his <laughs> costume. <laughs> Like hang like in different areas and stuff like that with the the bowler cap and stuff. Yeah. Like I I just I loved I loved all those callbacks to that. Robin's suit and how they, you know, went all out on that and went with it. I love that. So
1: Yeah, I uh my my note for I, I was like, I don't really like this bat suit, mostly because this is where they start adding the nipples and like yes. the sculpted abs and but I don't need all that like <laughs> Uh, but I do love the Robin suit. Not so much for the nipples and the sculpted abs, but I like the green and red. Like we we get to yeah. see sort of a yeah. classic. Yeah. It's not Dick's costume because Dick had the the short shorts and the, and the little, little green booties. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, it's the, I want to say it's the Tim Drake because I don't think Jason Todd had that one either. But uh, Tim Drake has the like, Red, uh, whatever, like onesie, long green pants and like boots and stuff like that. So it's very evocative of that. I love the symbol too. the R. I like the Mm -hmm. art style Mm -hmm. of that. I think that looks really cool. One thing
2: that I noticed there towards the end is actually like he even has the R in like his little cowl, like his little mask Mm -hmm. right in the middle. I'd never noticed that before. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I looked it up.
0: It's Gorshin. Gorshin. Okay. Sorry. Frank Gorshin. I apologize but made it better.
1: (laughs) The other thing that I really like is I just like the riddles. I like the, the, like one of the issues with comics with the Riddler is it's hard writing riddles. Like it's hard to be like a smart person to come up with this super smart plan and riddles and all that stuff. I like the riddles here. I I like the way they're designed, like the little, whatever, like pop-up books. And then the actual riddles themselves. I thought that were, they were quite fun.
0: Well and the fact that they had you to where like you could figure them out, mm-hmm. but then going in deeper to actually get his name because he is that conceited to like yeah. want Batman to know it's him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. Um
2: The the this the opening scene, like the first main scene with Two Face and all that, like with the <laughs> that guy trapped in the in the bank. Oh my god.
1: That <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna I was mention. just like this is just terrible. I him okay so <laughs> the boiling acid guy Oh my god it's <sighs> boiling acid <laughs> yeah. I fucking hate that guy and <laughs> then when Batman crashes Edward Nygma's party it comes through the ceiling. There's a guy. I thought it was the same guy, but I I think I looked up on IMDb and he's different. But there's a guy who goes, Yay, Batman. <laughs> I giggle every time I see that scene. I even pointed yeah. it out to my wife when it was about to happen.
0: <laughs> so here's my question. Like it wasn't bad enough that it was acid. It had to be boiling acid yeah, exactly. on top of that. Like
2: And like, where what? was it coming from?
1: Exactly. <laughs> <And> we- <laughs> Why did it have to be boiling? And
2: there was like a that was a very faulty vault to be able to just have a turn like a turn dial code thing inside the daggum vault. Like, oh, I didn't even. Notice I mean, that. he, well, that's all he did. That's how he opened it. He got the yeah. guy's hearing aid, put it, put it oh, up yeah, there, right, and then right, like right. twisted the knob. I'm like, that's that's dumb.
1: <laughs> that's not a very good security. That guy's so. I, I think I was just focusing because he was like oh my god it's melting my shoes and, yeah. then, he, and then Batman takes his hearing and he's like hey and I'm like dude what? do you want to die here like, yeah. shut the fuck yeah. up
0: and that's exactly what he should have said yeah uh, I thought that the bat boat was extremely cool it did not last long but I no, thought no. it was
1: really cool to see it. Yeah, I love you mentioned this I love the bat wing I had a toy of this bat wing I fucking yeah. loved that bat wing <laughs>
2: <laughs> and it and it looked bigger than like a matchbox car,
1: <laughs> right? It too it did like not last long.
2: Decked yeah, no, out
0: ninja star, decked uh, out yeah. ninja. <laughs> like it just—it's like a transformer, and mm-hmm. it just like flipped its wings out and shit. Uh, another one of my notes says Burton does Christmas, Schumacher does Halloween. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because they break into Wayne Manor on Halloween. Yeah, yep.
1: God, I hate that scene. <laughs> Twick or tweet. I'm like, Alfred, how dumb are you? Like those those are grown men. Speaking of actually, that reminds me. I, I have to mention this because it's so funny. I didn't I didn't come up with this, but I was watching Mr. Sunday movies talking about this movie because he sometimes finds some cool behind the scenes. You know, in this movie, Bruce Wayne adopts, like he does in the comic, Dick Grayson. But Chris O'Donnell is 25 in this movie. He mentions. He mentions. It's just a man adopting another man. (laughs) It's so fucking funny. It's weird. Uh, I just giggle when I think about that.
0: (laughs) The whole dialogue that they give Dick in both movies is just, just between his like his interaction with Bruce and and settling the whole Dick measuring contest. (laughs) It's it's like. (laughs) <laughs> Thank you. It's it's I I can't stand it. I just can't stand it. On top of a lot of the other dialogue, but like that yeah. in particular, it's just it ruins all the moments that you could have. Yeah,
1: yeah. He doesn't bother me in this one as much as he does in the next one. The next one, I'm like fucking kick him out, man. Just like yeah. <laughs> which I think they were setting up. Anyway, I'll talk about when we get to that one. Um. <laughs> yeah. He's, I I don't really like him as Dick. Uh, Dick's my, one of my favorite members of the Bat family. Dick and Barb, like Barbara Batgirl, is like one of my favorite members. Mm. And anyway. Up yeah, Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, anyway, we'll get, we're, we're talking about the third one. We'll, t- we'll get to it. But yeah. Uh,
0: since we're speaking of Bruce and Dick and their conversations, I thought this was a really Dick move of Bruce to say. Uh, he goes, he looks at Dick and he says, Bruce, or my note says, Bruce tells Dick, good luck. I'm sure you'll land on your feet. After Aww. his
1: parents were just... <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I hadn't thought of it that way. Oh, that is a Dick thing to say. God damn it, oh Bruce. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, oh, that's... That's, that's so wordy. I did not even pick up on that. That's, I didn't just either. Died. Just poor choice <laughs> of words they Bruce. <laughs>
0: Oh, what was the other one? Oh, uh my one of my other notes, Bruce is his own cock block. And that's oh, because yeah. not her name's what is her name in this place. Yes, she is obsessed with Batman and wants to get in his Batcave so badly. Oh my god,
1: <laughs> She she's got the vapors from oh Batman. My god.
0: So bad. So bad. And so you know she's she's pursuing Batman even though she has Bruce pretty much ready to go. And then she gets with, ready to get with Batman. She's like, "Oh no, I'm I'm there's another." And it's like, "Fuck, man, you can't win for losing here."
1: Like what? Yeah. He turns around and smiles, which Batman I don't think should ever smile. It looks weird. Uh, <laughs> what? Like I don't that whole. Like it's so fucking weird. Like her entire plot of the story is she just wants to fuck Batman, yeah. and and then she realizes, no, I I want to bang Bruce instead. Like it's so fucking weird. Anyway, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's those anatomically correct rubber suits. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't poison ivy say that as well? Yes. That's, yes. That, okay. That's that was hurt. that was the quote. Yeah. There's something about an anatomically correct (laughs) rubber suit. Those nipples. Yes. (laughs) Let me get them nipples.
0: (laughs) Uh, I got one more note, and that's about it for the rest of this movie. And that is at the end when we see Jim Carrey's Riddler in Arkham Asylum, I wish that Chase had been talking to Hugo Strange. Yeah, me too. That would have been just the cherry on top that would that would have been that would have been great yeah Hugo Strange oh, like the
2: one is, that was walking her to the door to the, his cell or whatever
0: yeah the guy that was talking to her about him and stuff like that and saying oh yeah he he's saying he knows who Batman is and all this other kind of stuff yeah Hugo Strange is a big Batman villain and he's over at Arkham and so yeah I just I thought that would have been perfect and you could have set up
1: that even though it wouldn't have come to fruition yeah yeah I agree um, just some fun facts real quick Uh, the, the main title Batman never actually appears on screen and instead is represented by a bat logo with the rest of the title forever superimposed on top of it uh, hmm. this was uh, Jim Carrey's original idea was to shave a question mark into his scalp uh, it had to be scratched though because he was due in court for, to finalize his divorces at the time <laughs> oh wow that's hilarious uh, Are you sure about this Mr. Carey? <laughs> <laughs> the last thing and this is the one of the biggest things I found this story funny. He's mentioned it, he mentioned it on Howard Stern's show and then he mentioned it on Norm Macdonald. He went to, like more detail on Norm Macdonald live. <laughs> but according to Jim Carrey, he did not get along with Tommy Lee Jones and told him that he hated him and his films. <laughs> so during the 2017 appearance on Norm Macdonald live, Kerry talked about working with Jones he said that Jones disliked him and had made it very clear that Carrie approached the actor, uh, made that very cl- clear when Kerry approached the actor at a restaurant where they were both dining. Uh, the maitre d' said, oh, I hear you're working with Tommy Lee Jones. He's over in the corner having dinner, Carrie told Norm MacDonald and went over and said, hey, Tommy, how's it going? And the blood just sort of uh, drained from his face. He started shaking and he got up and he must have had a uh, mil, mid-kill fantasy or something like that. Carrie continued, and he went to hug me, and he said, I hate you. I really don't like you. And I said, gee, man, what's the problem? And I pulled up a chair, which was probably not smart. And he said, <laughs> "He said, this is my favorite quote uh, from Tommy Lee Jones, I cannot sanction your buffoonery. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: Sounds like Tommy Lee was not a fan. No, yeah, apparently not. Poor guy. It
2: had to be all buddy buddy throughout the movie too.
1: <laughs> yeah, supposedly that was like right before they were going to film. I think like one of their biggest scenes together is what Jim Carrey said on I think. Stern oh, or something. wow. But yeah, uh, too Also, like I hate this two face. I do not like it at all. Like. I do not like the prosthetics for it. It looks fucking weird. I don't like the tailored suit. I've never liked that. Like yeah, he has this specifically made tailor suits. I don't like that. He has sexy hinge women that are themed to his different personalities. (laughs) I don't like that. His hideout is themed to his different personalities. Um, and then of course, like I said, he, he's just doing, he's just doing Jim Carrey as well, or the Joker, if you will. Uh, it's, it's not great. I, I like the Harvey Dent is all about, we've seen it like in the Nolan movies. Har, Harvey Dent is yeah. all about like, he's all about the law and the rule of law. But then when mm. that accident happens to him, he, uh he then realizes that there is no rule of law and that chaos, like literally happenstance 50, 50, if you will, the flip of a coin is what really, like, it's just, you have a 50, 50 chance of everything. And that's his whole, like, thinking. I do like in this movie, he says, like, we and us, which is something that he does in the comics as well, uh, because he is like a split personality. But for the most part, I just fucking hate it.
0: (laughs) So in that 89 Batman comic book, to not spoil too much, just in case either one of y'all want to read it, it continues on with Billy D Williams taking up the mantle of Two-Face. And they very much lean hard after his accident in the comic book to him having these split like personalities straight up talking to himself split personalities yeah um also like he does have theme suits and stuff like that throughout but they're nowhere near as drastic as what we're seeing in this yeah. iteration of the of two face he the other thing that's different is that he almost has like a mind trip or something and let his alter ego kind of take yeah take the the wheel and shows him that like you know on in this universe so and so died and we grew up to be thugs or whatever the case is and this you, you know and then they takes him to another point in his life that was a big turning point and says that this universe instead of this happening this happened and we turned into this or whatever else the case was and so that, and that's where he got to the coin, and that's where he wanted his coin back, and scratched off his coin, and he was like, "Everything is just fit. Every decision I make is a fifty-fifty shot of where I should go." And so I'm going to let the coin from here on out decide, like, what I do. So it was a cool, like uh, origin story for the coin and stuff like that in the book. I personally like this, like the comic book version, the way they were going to do with Billy D. Williams. At least that way, it seems that like what they were going to do with Billy D. Williams better. Yeah. Um, but we didn't get that. So, it, just in comic book form, though.
1: Yeah, it would have been cool. I, I I like that idea. That's closer to what kind of like classic Harvey is. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think so too. So, all right, y'all got anything
0: else for Batman Forever? Nope. No.
2: Nah. Yeah, I think I'm good.
0: Cool. Burger King had the best glasses for this. I'm just letting y'all know, and I still have one of them.
1: <laughs> I, I forgot to mention. Yeah, I do too. I think I've got. I think I have both the Riddler. and I know I have the Riddler because it has like the question mark as the handle and I forget the other one it's I think it's Batman it may be Batgirl not Batgirl it's Batman because it has like the Batarang like wrapping around yep or the grappling around the handle yeah yeah yep that's what I got I think there's like four yeah but yeah those those were the best yeah they were (laughs) oh man I drink so much chocolate milk out of that cup right
0: (laughs) like when you actually got quality stuff from your like Happy Meals and shit like that Mm -hmm. yeah Not anymore, bastards. (laughs) On to Batman and Robin featuring a stellar cast again of Chris O'Donnell and new to the casting, George Clooney. We also have a showing of Vivica Fox and Coolio in this and Alicia Silverstone coming in for Babs. So we've also got Arnold Schwarzenegger as Victor Fries or the Iceman, Mr. Freeze. Um, Uma Thurman as Poison Ivy, and I cannot remember who played Bane, but my god, that sucked. So, <laughs> I assume it was a wrestler, but I have no idea like, um, none.
1: I don't know if he's a wrestler. I'm looking him up right now. He's a big bastard. I know that. Uh, Jeep uh, Swinson, of course, his
0: name would be Jeep. <laughs> he's about the size of a Jeep. Yeah, he
2: yeah, pretty much. <laughs> 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 All
0: right, so. Jeremy, what is your whelmings on Batman and Robin, and does it hold up?
2: Uh, I'm whelmed on this one as well. Okay. Um, you know, as a remember, I remember, like, you know, back when I first saw this, like, I actually kind of enjoyed it because I didn't care, you know, back then. <laughs> um, I just, it, I knew it wasn't the best ever, obviously, but it just, it really wasn't. Um. It was a it was a it was a fun movie to me then, but that, now when I rewatched it, I was like, okay, yeah, it's uh, a little a little rough. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'll, I'll just i just say I'm I'm, I'm whelmed with it.
0: Does it hold up? Does the oh, neon yeah, sorry, hold, it up. hold
2: up? Uh, <laughs> um, I yeah, I'll say it's. About, about on par as far as like the last one just as far as like it's it's I don't know to me I like it yeah it it, it it does okay I guess it, it's it's okay to watch now as far as like a, just a, again another one to play in the background kind of thing but or at least for some maybe but <laughs> <laughs> did you let any of your kids watch these Uh, I they watch the Batman and Robin okay yeah. Did they enjoy it? Yeah, I mean, they're not, like, big, huge superhero, like, fans, but, yeah. Okay. So. Gotcha. All right.
1: Richard, what's your whelming? I'm underly Does whelming. it hold up? <laughs> I'm underly whelmed I, I think, uh... <laughs> I think, uh, when I when I watched this, I think, once again, I think I liked it, because, I, like, I didn't know any better. I was young I think I was probably like pleasantly whelmed. I loved, uh, what's his name? Arnold Schwarzenegger. I, I hate him now. Like he's, he's a <laughs> terrible Mr. Freeze. He's so bad. So many ice buns. So many. I hate them all. Um, does it hold up? Once again, I say yes, because like not like I think it's a bad movie, but it doesn't mean like I don't really remember anything that really jumped out of me as like, ooh, that's really bad looking kind of thing. Um, maybe like a couple of Bane scenes when we see him like smash something or like when he picks up the bat, uh, uh, bat signal, like that clearly looks like he's not actually lifting it. It's just on like some like crane and that's lifting it. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so I'm going to, I'm going to say that for right now.
0: Gotcha. So I went into this movie with an open mind because this movie was the reason why this bat madness bracket was, was brought to us (laughs) this movie in particular. And so after watching Val Kilmer, I was like, you know what? I'm going to be open-minded about this. And I'm going to give this movie a fair shot because Val Kilmer really took me by surprise as being Batman. And from the time I saw George Clooney, I was like, no, (laughs) no, (laughs) no. Um, but we're not getting into that yet my whelming for this is underwhelmed. I'm so underwhelmed by this movie. I, this is the one Batman movie so far that I've been like, I, I was trying to fall asleep in and I went like, I was fighting to stay awake and I wish it had just been over. And <laughs> even so much. So even the ending itself, I, I was like, why didn't y'all just lead with that? I'm just saying like, so much faster than than trying to blast everything with that one gun when you just have all these satellites do it all for you (laughs) while you fight. Mm -hmm. Mr. Freeze, just saying. Um, As far as the movie holding up, I'm going to say a little bit better than Batman Forever just because it's like the CGI scenes, the landscaping scenes were better and they cut down on them, it seemed like a good bit. But it's almost like but because they did that and saved some money on that they went ahead and like started doing all these goofy flying scenes and that just it's those flying scenes just took me out of it completely i was just like this is is so dumb
1: so dumb yeah so dumb you talking about
0: when they're falling from the sky any any time they were there's the falling from the sky because at that point at that time and we everybody had to be sky surfing Every yeah. every movie oh, had to have yeah. sky surfing in at that point in time. I,
1: that's so funny that you said that, because I said the same thing while watching it to my wife. Cause she was like, what are they doing? And I'm like, everybody did this. Like, it was in the Power Rangers movie. Everybody yes. did this. Yes! Yes! <laughs> yes!
0: Everybody Skysurfed. That was the end thing right there. And, and body piercings, those were all yeah. the end things at that point in time. But like when they were jumping from one stage to another or something like something the oh. equivalent of that, yeah, okay. just the wires and how they jumped and yeah. how they filmed it, it was just so I see campy, saying. hokey, just well, like the modern um, day '66 bad though,
2: yeah, it's like the uh, one of the opening, the opening scene whenever they were in there, the first fight with Freeze and Robin does the like. The catapult that like shoots him fifty feet into the air by by going like just barely walking with the pole, basically.
1: Right. right? <laughs> how, how about when he arrives through the doors with the Robin cycle <laughs> and it makes the Robin symbol? <laughs> yes. 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 Like a Looney Tune, like knockout. Like it's so bad. <laughs> it's yes. So bad. <laughs> It,
0: it's like they they were like, oh, these people liked forever. Let's up it a notch. Like, let's really give them a family movie. Yeah, and that's that's not what I'm going for Batman for. I'm just letting y'all know. Like, I, I want my kids to be able to watch Batman, but yeah. at the same time, like, not this. Yeah, not
1: this. Yeah, nowhere this, near this. This is probably the most like family friendly Batman that we've yeah. ever gotten.
2: And like the other one was like, at what point? When designing these bat suits, did, like, Alfred or Bruce go, like, you know what? Putting ice skates on the bottom of our boots would be a really good idea. When (laughs) does that come into play?
1: (laughs) Uh, You know what? I'll talk about it later, but there is all the the behind-the-scenes stuff that I have down for this movie goes into a bunch of stuff that you are talking about. I'll get into that later, I guess, near the end. But, yeah, that is dumb, They they... Spoilers. They called it Batman on Ice. Like that's one of the things that they referred to it as.
0: <laughs> that and like all like every suit up had to have an ass shot. <laughs> yeah. Like every one of them. It's like I uh, don't need ass
1: shot, groin shot, uh, nipple shot, and ass shot. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Like I didn't need. I didn't need. I didn't need that for
1: Clooney. I didn't need it for O'Donnell. I didn't need it for Silverstone. I didn't need it for any of them. Yeah like, freaking, the movie starts out that way. We get the logo yes. and then it's just them suiting up and it's like, oh, bat groined. Oh my god. what What's happening? Why am I seeing this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bat dong. Very forgetting of it. Yeah. I think that
0: Uma Thurman did a really good job as Poison Ivy, honestly. And, like, just trying to take, just separate her acting as Poison Ivy away from what was written for her. Like, I don't think that's a bad casting. I still think she did a good job, honestly. And out of all the people that were there on set.
1: Yeah. My, my note, honestly, is Uma Thurman is the one standout thing from this movie.
0: Yeah. I think she did great. I mean, I, when she was on there and stuff like that, and like her plan was pretty clear and straight to the point. And I I don't like that. She was jealous over, uh, Nora. Yeah. And uh, that, you know, if people, y'all WB, Sony, everybody! If y'all are wanting to do a villain movie, if y'all are just damn determined to have a villain movie, get your hands on fucking Mister Freeze and do something with Thank that you. because, by God, he has got the most like sympathetic, sympathetic yes. yeah. villain story out of all villain stories. I'm preach. just saying,
1: preach. Uh-uh. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, Freeze. Spoilers. Uh, Freeze is my favorite villain, like my favorite Batman villain of okay. all. Because he is sympathetic. I hated what New 52 did with him, where they made him like a stalker instead. Like, Nora isn't actually his wife. He's just... Oh, no. Uh, he's just a woman, or she's just a woman that he's obsessed with. Um, Yeah, I love... Oh, because, I don't like that at all. Yeah. I didn't know they did that. Yeah, it's terrible. I hate what New... That's why I'm not a big fan of New 52, because a lot of the stuff that they did with not just Batman, but other uh, versions of uh, superheroes and stuff like that, it, I just didn't like. But anyway... Uh, yeah, no, he is a sympathetic villain because the best thing about Batman's rogues gallery, because he arguably has the best rogues gallery is that they're all funhouse mirror versions of himself. Yes. And freeze is the one of like how far Batman would go to save a loved one. Yeah. And that's what freeze is doing. And I love the, like the heart of ice episode. I think it's like episode three of the first season. I can't remember. It's, the best goddamn free story that's ever existed. It's so good. (laughs) And the fact that we get this fucking roided out, ice pun wielding asshole, it just pisses me off so much. (laughs) Anyway. That's great. I love Arnold Schwarzenegger. I hate him in this role. I hate him so much. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't think he did bad,
0: you know. When you take the writing aside, because all the all the ice puns, oh my god, it it was it was rough. Yeah. But they didn't capitalize on his story as Mister Freeze though either, yeah. and it, so it was like between the writing and like his actual arc in its, of itself, it was just it just made it all null and void.
1: Well, like. I really hate the suit. I don't like the weird, like, bubble where you can see parts of his skin kind of thing. Uh, Like, I I don't really like it. He's already a big, bulky man as it is. Like, it just makes him even bigger. I don't like that it runs on diamonds, which, like, creates a laser that can freeze. Uh, Spoiler alert, that's not how lasers work. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um... And uh one of the other things that really bugged me that I never noticed until rewatching it is he's smoking a cigar yes. which would hurt him because yes. it has heat.
0: <laughs> i never even that noticed
2: that. I, I, yeah, no, I, yeah, I noticed that too. I was like, how does how does it even stay lit in there for one? Like I mean if it's supposed to be like frozen.
1: Yeah, like sub zero temperatures. Yeah. It's so dumb. And then like you mentioned Vivica a. Fox. She's the little sexy hench woman yes. that, you know, talk about your cold shoulder. Like, why <laughs> is that woman even there other than that Two Face had a sexy hench woman in the last movie? Because he's supposed to be like obsessed with his wife. Why is she even in the fucking movie? <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, and then he doubles down on that where yeah. he's like, I've only got stuff for my wife.
1: Yeah, but why is she there to begin with, other than to have that? Like, we could we could have another scene where he's just you know, when he goes to, like, see his wife and Frosty, his, like, henchman, this is only henchman that has a name. Uh, Frosty's like, hey, boss, you want to see this? And he freezes him and he's like, I hate when people talk during the movies. Um, Anyway, like, you could have a more touching scene where he's, like, talking with Nora or something like that. And we don't need a sexy henchwoman for him to go like, oh, I don't want you. I want my wife. Like, we don't need that. It's, un- it's unnecessary.
0: no I'm right there with you and that's what I'm saying i like I'm doubling down on that where it's like even they wrote that in and then even sat there and contradicted what they wrote yeah by making him say I only have feelings for my wife like yeah you could have conveyed the same thing by what you're saying just him having a loving conversation with his wife or whatever else the case was like but people would at that time would have much rather seen Vivica Fox running around something skimpy than you know and having emotions
1: yeah probably so i i do like uh i do find it out of all the things that i like i I try to at least talk about something good when i totally shit on it i do (laughs) like that scene though when he's in his abandoned ice cream shop and they're singing snow miser yeah i i laugh because (laughs) i'm mostly laughing at the henchmen who are like freezing to death and they have like tv like frozen tv dinners and they can't eat them because they're frozen solid. So they're like licking them like lollipops or something. It's so fucking funny. Uh, it's dumb as hell. I'll admit that, but it's really funny. <sighs> that is funny.
0: <laughs> that is funny. Um.
1: So you were saying, you
0: know, one of your notes in the last film was the gadgetry for this film. So the, the one that sticks out to me is that like Robin pulls out these like magnetic, like, uh, Clamps, yeah. wall climbing clamps. And I was like, this is so 66. <laughs> yes. These wall pieces. Oh,
1: there's there's a bat bomb. There's uh there's the like bat laser that like heats up the water and cuts oh, yes. the ice. Yes. Uh there's multiple grappling like at the end of the movie, all the bat suits have like multiple grappling things, like just on their hands, not even like a gun that they pull out. Um <sighs> that shit would have to rip somebody's arm off. Like yeah. there's oh, no yeah. way. Absolutely. In reality, yeah, it would absolutely probably kill somebody instead of actually saving them. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to remember all the gadgetry, but I, I loved it. I love seeing that in this because I like Batman needs to have like, ton, like he's like James Bond. Like he needs to have tons yeah. and tons of gadgets.
0: The vehicles, though, were fucking ridiculous, oh, especially yeah. towards the end where
2: there's like this the ice ones, <laughs> like the skating ones, the that bat
1: were... sled. And yeah. <laughs> the bat fan boat and then the yes i I, kn- I know for a fact the motorcycle that Alicia Silverstone uh drives is called the bat blade because i used to have the toy oh my it. god
0: <laughs> yeah no that whole stunt of like she comes off of it and then, but it's still rolling and then she's like jumps onto the the bat boat thingy or whatever and mm-hmm. and then jumps back on the motorcycle i'm like okay okay i've had enough <laughs> I did like those suits, though. I did like yeah. the like
1: silver, mm. like I liked that combination. It was to sell toys, but I still liked it. Oh, yeah. Like Absolutely. it was, it was I, pretty cool. All <laughs> the the suits change in Val Kilmer as well. The first suit that he has is kind of like a Michael Keaton homage suit, and then he changes to the you know the 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 radar suit. Okay, and at the end of the movie, yeah, 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 all that was to sell toys. Because, like, you don't need sonar to throw a batarang at, like, a chandelier. (laughs) Like, you don't need sonar (laughs) to do that. Um, uh, But, yeah, and this one, like you said, I'm not a fan of the silver and black. I think it looks weird. Um, But that's just me.
0: I liked O'Donnell's new suit as well because it was more reminiscent of Nightwing than So I like that. I thought that was pretty cool.
1: Yeah, so that's the thing. They said they mentioned Nightwing. Uh um, yes. Uh they like they actually name drop Nightwing. Um the symbol on the suit is the Nightwing symbol. Um and there are talks or there were talks that so there was supposed to be a fifth Batman movie after this. Really? And there was supposed to be a spin-off with a Nightwing movie, but okay. all that fell through due to this movie. <laughs> <laughs> um so I think this was them setting up Nightwing. Uh I fucking cannot stand Chris O'Donnell in this movie. He is so obnoxious. <laughs> yeah. His constant whining about how he's like living in the shadow. I thought they got over this shit from the last movie, right? It's just so obnoxious.
0: Yeah. Well, I I think that speaks more that speaks more though, to like the writing cuz I think like Chris O'Donnell was pre like back then was a decent pick for a like Dick Grayson Robin type, you know what I mean? character other than his age like he was he was definitely oh, he definitely should have been Nightwing yeah at that point in time but
1: yeah, they, they call him they use they he, I forget like you reminded me like uh, freeze I think at one point he's like you know can you be cold hearted Batman in 11 minutes you know the bird boy shall freeze or whatever and he's like so what do you do chase the villain or save the boy and I'm like He's a man. He's 26 years old. He's a, he's a grown-ass. <laughs> he's 10 years younger than Clooney. <laughs> That's funny.
0: Can I just sit there and say, I know this is going to hurt somebody's feelings, but I'm going to say it anyways. Clooney is by far the worst Batman Bruce Wayne out of all the ones that I've watched so far. And I really, I really did go into this with an open mind because Val Kilmer really did make me feel like maybe I was wrong. But no, like this movie, rewatching this, like just solidified and, and pushed it even further. Of like, no, you're absolutely right. This, he's not, he's not even a good Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Like his Bruce Wayne to me just, and then his voice does not carry Batman
1: at all. No. I, I, no, no. I, I no. have, I absolutely agree with you. I, like, he, my, my note is, uh, George Clooney is the worst Batman, period. Uh, he's just phoning it in, that first scene where he shows up and he's like, he just goes, hi, Freeze, I'm Batman. Like, it's just, (laughs) there's no emotion to it. (laughs) It's like, it's so bad. I will say, though, the stuff between him and Alfred, I liked. Like, that scene Mm -hmm. where Alfred is dying in the bed and, you know, he's re-remembering like certain stuff through his childhood and then he says something about, like, I love you, old man. Uh, I think that's very touching. Uh, that's probably the best thing that I can say about it, though. But the rest, the rest yeah. of the stuff is just fucking awful. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad.
0: <laughs>
2: Jeremy, you have anything you want to add? Uh, I mean,
0: I just put it on the spot.
2: Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I like. I'm. I'm not the biggest. It's me and this. I don't know. I just. Michael Keaton wasn't that great to me. Um, and, and, yeah. like his 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 fro like I just kind of threw me <laughs> threw me off. And like George Clooney, I can like he to me he's more of the he can put on persona more of the uh, of the billionaire like the upper class kind of what Bruce Wayne is supposed to be. Um, his head bobbing everywhere thing like that just kind of bugs me. Yeah, um, yeah. It, but. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, like, I, I overall, I, 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 I still enjoy George Clooney, but, yeah, like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs>
0: we saw him walking go in around that. in a robe most of the time. You, like, most of his scenes, he's got a
1: robe on.
2: Yeah. That's <laughs> true. <laughs>
1: uh, since you mentioned it, I'm just going to, Mr. Sunday Movies was talking about him, and you mentioned the bobblehead thing. He talked about that, but oh, you were talking about hair. They were talking about how George Clooney is like he has the potential to be the suave billionaire type. Because yeah, he's done it in other stuff, and he also has really good hair, so he yeah. could, he could grow out nice, you know, like billionaire hair. But what yeah. do they do? They like give him the Chris O'Donnell like buzz haircut. Like and right? Mason talks about how it looked like a lice broke out, and Alfred <laughs> just had to shave their heads. <laughs> <laughs> um. And I'm just bringing it up because you mentioned the Keaton hair. Uh, I agree. Like my wife mentioned, we're we're now doing the review of the 1989 one, but she mentioned how Keaton's hair just looks bad. It's not even like shiny; it just looks dry, and it's it's really bad looking. Um, but yeah, uh, I I will agree that uh, uh, Clooney had the potential to be a great Batman, but yes. he just did not do anything to prove that in this movie.
0: I mean, I don't know when he was named it, but like the man was named Sexiest Man Alive one year, if not more than that. Like, so he definitely had the potential to be, and even like seeing him in the Flash, I was kind of like, you know what, he looks like a good Bruce Wayne, like yeah, he really does. He old man Bruce Wayne, but he still looks like a really good Bruce Wayne.
1: Yeah,
2: well, and he's a, he's again another one that's similar to to me, like Jim Carrey, like Jim Carrey played Jim Carrey in oh, yeah. as the Riddler. Yeah. George Clooney played George Clooney. Yeah, as Batman, as Absolutely. Bruce Wayne.
1: Yeah, I said that, uh, like to my wife that like yeah. There's certain actors who aren't actors. They're just uh, Will Smith is one. Will Smith is never uh, uh, some. Uh, there's maybe one movie that I can think of.
0: I love Will uh, Smith.
1: Uh, yeah, I like him too. <laughs> uh, once again, I'm a '90s kid. Of course, I loved Will Smith. Uh, Pursuit of Happiness. I think he's great in that. Yes. But for the most part. Will Smith is just Will Smith as X, whatever it may be. Like Will Smith as an astronaut, Will Smith as a boxer, Will Smith. uh, uh, Jim Carrey is that. Jim Carrey as the Riddler. Jim Carrey as a lawyer. Jim Carrey as whatever. George Clooney is that. George Clooney as whatever. And I absolutely agree with you on that, Jeremy. Who is this
0: generation's actor? Is well, I guess The Rock is definitely one of them. Oh Yeah.
2: yeah, definitely. He plays the same thing in every movie, basically yeah i'm so dead. like he's he's not uh, that gets me on the soapbox but <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: the rock would have if if the rock was born like two decades earlier Ooh. he would have been as big a star as like arnold schwarzenegger and stuff like that that's the issue yes. with the rock <laughs> well he
2: like he is as big to me like it seems like like his pop like his is is well that's a whole di- again a whole different thing but his popularity is more like social media and things like that and that uh, Per, like as opposed to in movies and things right, like he's right. very 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 popular but i don't i don't he seems like he's a nice guy and he's cool and all but i i don't care to watch him in movies
1: yeah <laughs>
0: I, I i agree <laughs> well I, i'm just going off of like there's so many actors that were like the actor at certain points in time like jim carrey for a while was the actor and then will smith for a while was the actor and Arnold Schwarzenegger was the you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so like I'm just kinda like looking back at like who was the actor, you know what I mean? For yeah. uh, different generations of kids and stuff like that. And like The Rock to me definitely, yes. He was one of those that is the actor. Yeah. I just don't know who else. Like, like in between like Will Smith and The Rock, like there was a time there's a time gap right there that I can't put my finger on.
2: Yeah. Vendy so no
0: Bindi, Okay. No. I kinda see that. No.
2: No, I don't think so really. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, people
0: loved his stuff there for a bit.
2: Yeah, no, I he did get popular. Too. Yeah.
1: Anyway. Yeah, I was gonna say like, we got like way. <laughs> yeah, like, we're go, we're, <laughs> we're way into the weeds right now. <laughs> uh I'll, I'll I'll bring us back. Bane, what do we think of Bane? I personally, I fucking hate him. <laughs>
2: Bomb.
1: Yeah. Bomb. <laughs> no matter what they tell you, Mister Bane, it is the size of your gun that counts. <laughs> What is it? He says, like, big gun. <laughs> my, my thing is, is that
0: at this when this movie was made, I didn't get dates for any of this, but I know relatively they were close to when Bane was created in comic books. Like, how could they have gone so far from source material to what they did? Like, yeah. I just, I don't get it. I don't Like, they really at that point were like, we need a muscle guy to help out Poison Ivy. She can't do it on herself. She's a little frail woman. They even sit there and said, she even makes the comment in the movie of I'm a lover, not a fighter. That's what I have him for. And it's like that that's the only reason they had him in there. For that, you would have been better off putting Solomon Grundy in here (laughs) and making him like that. That is Solomon
1: Grundy. What we saw on TV, that was Solomon Grundy. Solomon Grundy wants pants too. Uh January nineteen ninety three was when Bane was uh first created, and this movie came out in nineteen ninety seven. So uh, four years, four years, yes. If even four years,
0: and you fucked it up that bad. I'm just saying.
1: <laughs> oh my god, it's. So, I'm just saying it's so fucking bad, and I can't help but giggle just by how bad it is. His like disguise, where he wears like a fedora and trench coat. <laughs> oh yeah, with that fucking. Like, mask and the tube sticking out. It's so fucking stupid. <laughs> Let's be honest, though. Raphael did that first. Oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I on—I I was like, I guess if it works for a giant turtle, it must work for a giant venom man. <laughs> like, right? Right? Yeah. I, I just think, honestly, had
0: it been Solomon Grinley, like, the more I think about it now, I probably would have liked it a whole lot more. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't have had near the beef that I have with it. And you still could have gone along the lines of what they were doing. So you could have tweaked it a little bit, but yeah, I I don't know.
1: No, I absolutely agree. You could have just, just make whatever chemical, instead of it being venom, whatever chemicals that uh, Pamela Isley was working on, it just brings a dead man back to life and he's super strong from it. And his name is Solomon Grundy. Um, Born on a Monday. Yep. (laughs) I I forget the whole riddle. It's like died on a Tuesday, whatever. Anyway. Uh but yeah it's uh I I like that idea as well. It would have made more sense. Um but I, I I have no idea. Like the whole Bane stuff is so d- <laughs> it's so dumb. I told you. I, I, they
0: they made the line there. It was for her to have muscle.
1: That yeah, was I mean, it. She could have I guess the maybe maybe the the limitations of special effects were not as great because like her whole like her muscle is her plants. Right. Like yeah. she and she uses it a little bit in this movie. But like that's her whole ish is she has like living mutated plants that can crush you or kill you or poison you or whatever it may be.
0: Right. No, I'm I'm 100% with you. I think it went back to how we're going to say bad forever looked
1: in comparison and they didn't want to redo that. Yeah. Which they do. They bring out a puppet. Remember when she shows uh Mr. Freeze? Or like baby, and it's like it's a puppet like plant snake. (laughs) Oh yeah, it it did look pretty bad. It was sitting there going like. (laughs) It it was at least a puppet. The
0: worst part of this movie is when Freeze is like running away, and they go and like blast through the statue, and Batman's like telling Robin, "You're not going to make it. You're not Uh, going to make it on a motorcycle." And I'm like, "Bruh, he totally would have made it because you made it in that big ass
1: Batmobile." Like. (laughs) Yeah, but anyways, well, freeze made it in his freeze mobile, which is like I don't know, shaped like a fucking suppository or something. It's like <laughs> it's it like it does not look like it should be able to make that jump. Um, it's Aerodynamic,
0: yeah, I guess. <laughs> but anyways, like that coming down the arm, that that looked totally like yeah, PlayStation One graphics. Like, yeah, that was, was that was pretty bad looking. But they didn't do that too much throughout, like the movie. So it looked like they tried to use more practical stuff. Yeah. Then then go that route. So, yeah, I think I think it was just limitation on like what they wanted to use and that's why they didn't fully do her, you know, plant stuff. Yep. I mean, she used one for as a whip. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Fighting Barbara.
1: Yeah. I, Which I, by I, the
0: way, that that whole well, you already had Jim Gordon. Why didn't you just go ahead and bring her in as as Jim Gordon's daughter? Come on.
1: Uh it is due to so I don't have it written down, but the behind the scenes was that uh, Schumacher didn't want to give Gordon like pretty much anything. Like, uh, like like, uh, what I'm getting at is like these heartfelt scenes between Batman and Gordon. He gave that all to Alfred Uh... in Batman, and by by making it his daughter, it would have. We'd have to build more onto like the the relationship between Gordon and they couldn't do that all in the movie, so they just made it Alfred's niece um you. which uh, since we're talking about it the alicia silverstone i thought she was okay she has basically robin's arc from the previous movie like she does basically all the same things that robin does in the last movie um they do make her like a whiz with computers which is like you know like she becomes oracle eventually in the comic books uh i liked that um that suit that she wears that alfred made for her is super inappropriate for an uncle to make their knee. Like, I'm just saying, it is like super sexified, and I'm like, bro, you made this for your niece? Like, what the fuck, man? I, I have no word. Yeah. yeah. I, the the other thing I hate is when she's figuring out the like the code for the Ugh. the CD thing. And it's just peg. I don't know. I hate that like trope of like it's something in the room. And then, uh, of course, I, I giggle that it, it projects what she's seeing on screen onto her face. Yeah. Including yeah. the logo to the movie. <laughs> like we yeah. actually see the same logo from the movie. And I just was like, what the fuck?
0: <laughs> well, and she's not surprised at all. Yeah. Like she's just, oh, she's, she's, just, she's just giddy. Yeah. And she had that like, that, the, the way that she pronounced things and the way that she moved her mouth and stuff like that and, and, like, facial expressions was, like, very, like... I don't know. This may sound stupid, but it was, like, very 90s. You know what I mean? Like, her acting was just very 90s oh, yeah. or whatever the case was. And it's just, like... I, I don't know. Maybe
1: I'm not making any sense here, but, like... I think it, she she does... Because she was in Clueless right before this. I think she's doing that, like, Valley... Like, the the SoCal Valley Girl kind of, like, accent. Maybe uh, so. I love. I find it adorable. Of course, I like. the Full disclosure. I like. I, lo- I. love you. I love you, babe. Uh, I had a huge crush on Alicia Silverstone <laughs> back in the day. So, like, I. I loved her in this movie. Um, now probably not so much because like it's just a really bad movie. But yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway. I'm done on my notes. What do you guys, as far as your your back stuff? I had the uh the Batmobile looks like a toy, and then yeah, I've got. A good bit, but I can run through it real quick if you want me to. Floor's yours, sir. Okay. So yeah, I just wanted to talk about the uh, sort of behind the scenes. So critical analysis. we going to talk about that. Although the film did moderately well at the box office, it was nearly universally panned by critics, audience, and fans. It was mocked for its poor script as well as overextending the campy attitude comprised of smirky one-liners, blatantly ludicrous stunts, as well as ultra-loud sound effects of its predecessor, Batman Forever. That's that, everything we said. Rotten Tomatoes gave it a fi- uh, gave the film a 10% Rotten rating on Metacritic. It holds a 28 out of 100, meaning generally unfavorable reviews. Shit. Uh, <laughs> in his review of the film, critic Leonard Maltin found that the story often makes no sense and that the action and effects are loud gargantuan, and ultimately numbing. However, he gave the film a two and a half out of four stars. Arthur... Preach. Arthur Mark <laughs> S. Reinhardt added by saying the combination of Batman and Robin's terrible script, ridiculous costuming, garish sets, uninspired direction, etc., made the film into the appalling dump heap that it is.
0: Damn right. <laughs> Michael J. <laughs>
1: Nelson in Mike's uh, Mike Nelson's movie... Mega Cheese says, this is my favorite, Batman and Robin is not the worst movie ever. No, indeed. It is the worst thing ever. <laughs> yes, it's the single worst thing that we as human beings have ever produced in recorded history. Wow, that's <laughs> Even great. director Joel Schumacher has admitted to not being proud of his work despite any earlier statements to the contrary. <laughs> not only did Schumacher criticize the movie, but so did Batman and Robin executive producer Michael, uh, I'm going to probably mispronounce his name, but Uslan or Usland, who said in my estimation, you're not making movies. You're making two hour infomercial for toys. And that's sad because if a filmmaker is allowed to just go out and make a great film, I believe you will sell toys anyway." Yeah. It is oftenly jokingly referred to as the Rocky five of Batman films. <laughs> nonetheless, defender screenwriter, uh, I forgot to look up his name. Uh, Akiva Goldsman saying, if you don't like the movie, blame the director. The film was dubbed Batman on Ice by critics for a scene in which Batman and Robin inexplicably have retractable ice skates in their boots while battling Mr. Freeze's henchmen on the icy floor in the opening sequence. In context, it would make sense for them to bring skate boots to a battle with Mr. Freeze. George Clooney was himself severely embarrassed by the film saying i think we might have killed the franchise <laughs> there's also a hollywood rumor i'm just going to add this anecdote here where george clooney supposedly if you meet him in person and you tell him you saw batman and robin he will refund you the amount of money for the ticket for seeing that movie
0: <laughs> no shit that's funny, that's funny.
1: <laughs> um Let's see here. The infamous Bat credit card scene where Batman is bidding, Uh, (laughs) was in a bidding war for a date with Poison Ivy against Robin, whips out a credit card emblazoned with the logo, was especially panned as a huge insult to the character. It became quite famous due to internet users in 2008 when during a full review of the film, the film reviewer Doug Walker, aka the nostalgia critic, went on a loud, long, Tirade over the scene, and it became a staple of the character's show. I'm just bringing that up because that is—I remember seeing that video, and yeah, I, I just—I—I I died laughing. Um, <laughs> all right. So, uh, on contrary, the Uma Thurman performance in the film received m- uh, mainly universal critical and fan acclaim, as most people regarded her as the only reason to watch this movie. Yeah, her performance as Poison Ivy remains to be one of her best and memorable performances of all time. The New York Times wrote that Thurman is a positive review. Like Mae West, she mixes true femininity with the winking woman- womanliness of a drag queen. A similar positive comparison was made by Houston Chronicle. Thurman, to arrive at the 40s femme fatale, sometimes seems to be doing a Mae West by the way of Jessica Rabbit. In addition to the San Francisco Chronicle, points out Poison Ivy is the film's best creation she is a radical environmentalist who gets bitten by snakes and buried in vines, only to rise up gorgeous and redheaded like Botticelli's Venus, like America's original femme fatale Beatrice in Hawthorne's uh, Rappaccini's Daughter. I'm probably mispronouncing that. Ivy was a poi- has a poisonous kiss like Daedric in Blonde Venus. She shows up at the ritzy affair in a gorilla suit. It can be surmised that, similar to Catwoman in Batman Returns, Pamela Isley allowed her ideal personification of strong femininity to be displayed after her resurrection as Poison Ivy. Whew. All right. This, uh, there's two more things, and it, it's a bit lengthy, but this is the legacy. So this is after what happens with this movie. After negative reaction of the film, Warner Brothers canceled plans for the fifth Batman film titled Batman Unchained, sometimes referred to as Batman Triumphant. After a number of failed uh, continuations, including a live-action version of Batman Beyond, which we'd have fucking gotten that, that would have been awesome, the studio finally decided to reboot the franchise, eventually leading to Christopher Nolan's critically and commercially successful The Dark Knight Trilogy. Subsequent superhero films also avoided emulating Batman and Robin's campier tones due to how poorly received it was. Uh, Matter of fact, Kevin Feige has been quoted saying that one of the biggest things that Batman and Robin did for comic book movies was, like, basically because of how poorly received it was, it taught movie studios to make more serious and better comic book movies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, The DC Animated Universe film Batman and Mr. Freeze Sub-Zero, which was due to be released shortly after this film, was delayed to the following year due to the concerns that the film's reception would affect its sales. Batman and Robin is widely considered both one of the worst films of all time and by some the very worst of the superhero genre. It has also been ridiculed by both creators in the comic book industry and fans alike, including mocking references in other Batman media. Zack Snyder would later create another live-action adaptation of Batman, parodied the costume in his film adaptation of Watchmen, most notably with Mandeus. Fan theories and arguments have also been made, in, uh, made to disassociate both Batman and Robin and the, its predecessor, Batman Forever, from the preceding Batman films, Batman and Batman Returns. These include claiming that they either took place in a different continuity or that Schumacher's films were in-universe movies about Batman. In 2015, Joe Quinones and Kate Leth produced or or proposed a Batman 1989 series following the vein of the Batman 66 comic series. The series would have ignored the events of Batman Returns and offered reinterpretation of Robin, Batgirl, and Poison Ivy. However, the pitch was rejected by DC editors. However, in 2021, DC and AT&T announced it had commissioned a reinterpretation of the series with Quinones working on the Batman film, uh, working with the Batman film writer Sam Hamm on the project. Though this was done to coincide with the return of Michael Keaton's Batman in Andy Muschietti's The Flash film, many interpreted this as the company's retconning both Schumacher's films out of the burton averse The last two things I have are fun facts, which is Dr. Wood, uh, Jason Woodrow, he's the, the doctor that creates Bane and also shoves Poison Ivy, creating her. He's played by John Glover. He's been uh, Lionel Luther in Smallville. Yep. He was the Riddler in Batman the Animated Series. I didn't know that. And he plays Dr. Savannah, Dad, the dad of uh yeah, or he plays Mr. Savannah, the dad of Dr. Savannah in Shazam.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah,
2: yeah.
1: And then the last thing, and I think this is cool: when Bane steals Mr. Freeze's suit from the supply room in Arkham Asylum, Riddler's question mark fashion costume worn in Batman Forever can be seen in the background, along with two faces, half suit. Notably, in the same scene, a puppet resembling the Ventriloquist's scary dummy Scarface can be glimpsed behind Two-Face's costume.
0: Oh, I didn't see that. I'd have been so excited. That's one of my favorites. (laughs) I want to see that shit in Matt Reeves. I want to see Two-Face. Not Two-Face. I want to see Scarface. Yeah. Ventriloquist and Scarface. The Ventriloquist, yes. Yeah. Anyways, back to Batman (laughs) and Robin, though. Thank you for that nice rundown there, Richard. That's yeah. a lot of stuff that I did not know. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. But that brings us to our question. And that is of the two of these, which is the better Batman movie? And which will be going on, moving on in our Bat Madness bracket, facing off against Michael Keaton's Batman Returns. Jeremy?
2: All right. Oh, my I'm going first. Sure, yeah. Okay. Uh do you want to go last?
0: Do you want to go in the middle, or do you (laughs) want to go? I'll I'll
1: go. I'll go. It's it's Batman Forever for me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So one for Batman Forever,
2: and uh, one for Batman and Robin.
0: One for Batman for Robin. I knew it. I knew it. I knew you'd pick this. (laughs) So I am the tiebreaker once again, and I have to say, fuck Batman and Robin. Batman Forever, even with its subpar graphics, I still got to go. I think that was a better... Val Kimmer won it over for me. I'm just letting you know. Val Kimmer won it over for me. Mm-hmm. So, Batman Forever, moving on into the semifinals against Batman... Uh, not Batman Returns, it was Batman. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I apologize. I said wrong earlier. Batman. Batman 89, moving on, facing off against Batman 89. So, join us next week as we sit there and review... Batman v Superman versus Matt Reeves and shiny boy, Robert Pattinson's the Batman. That's going to be a long ass watch. Hot
1: damn. Yep. Yeah. Uh. yeah. <laughs> or Start start tomorrow. Right. <laughs> You'll finish by Friday.
2: <laughs> the, 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 the benefit of the other ones is I'd already seen these, seen those before. I, I have not seen Batman v Superman.
1: Well, this will be a great reaction then for you.
2: Yeah.
0: Are we going to do the director's cut of this?
1: Oh, no. Just, I'm doing whatever's on Max. <laughs> like,
0: I'm not. I having think they're to... both on Max. And people say that the director's cut is the better version of that movie.
1: Oh, for fuck's sake. I don't care. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good.
0: In the meantime, Jeremy, where can they find you at?
2: They can find me on Twitch under the handle Night Fury GTO. That's Night with a K. And you can find me here.
1: Richard, where can they find you at? Uh, if you want to contact me directly, I have an X to the platform, formerly known as Twitter, a Threads, and an Instagram. You can find me under the handle Night Curry, Night Like Day and Night, and Curry with a K. If you want to contact us directly, we have a Gmail, or Gmail is comicallycomicspodcast at gmail.com. And if you want to check us out on YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram, you can check us out under the name Comically Comics Podcast. And if you want to check us out on X, the platform formerly known as Twitter, you can check us out under the name Comically Comics with an X. <laughs> You're damn right. You can find me on Instagram and eBay at 22
0: underscore comics. You can also find me on YouTube at 22 comics. Once again, thank you all so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed as much as we did making it. Well, all that being said, say goodbye, Jeremy. Bye, Jeremy.
1: Riddle me this. What goes both ways is blonde, middle-aged, and is a co-host of this podcast. A bye, Jeremy. Ha ha ha